Today's scripture lesson comes to us from John's first epistle, chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him. For we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Everyone who commits sin is guilty of lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he was revealed to take away our sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him sins. No one who sins has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Everyone who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. This is the word of God for the people of God. Will you pray with me and for me? Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. What are you? I know from listening to my parents that I am predominantly English, German, and Slovenian. And I have a healthy mix of other ethnicities thrown in just for good measure. I'm a high school, college, and graduate school alumnus and a seminary student. I'm also inherently a couch potato and hopefully a recovering perfectionist. These labels that I have applied to myself are only a few of the things that I can use to start to answer the question, who am I? What are you? Labels are inevitable. We all give them to ourselves, and we have all applied them to others. Labels help us to inform ourselves and others what it is that has shaped us into who we are. We label ourselves in all aspects of life, our upbringing, our friends, our hobbies, and even our decision of which way the toilet paper rolls and whether we should have a pet cat or a pet rock. These are all parts that make up the whole of what we are. We label others based on what they mean to us. They are friends or family, partner or lover, colleague or boss. What are you? In and of themselves, labels are not fundamentally good or bad. It depends on how we use them that makes them that way. On one hand, we can use our labels to carve out a niche for ourselves in this world. 
we can use them to create constructive relationships with those people that we encounter every day to affirm our sameness and celebrate our difference. When we use our labels in this manner, our lives and our communities become much more interesting and more beautiful. On the other hand, we can elevate the labels we place on ourselves to such a point that we become proud or arrogant, trying to make ourselves look or feel better than somebody else. We can, and unfortunately do, place labels on others that are intended to demean them, making us nothing better than bullies. You see, when we use our labels to glorify ourselves or belittle somebody else, we create divisions in our relationships. What are you? You are a being with many labels. Some of them may be life-taking and fatal, and others of them will be life-giving and affirming. Brothers and sisters, I contend that if we are labeling ourselves, we could do no better than to strive for those of beloved, pure, Christ-like, and child of God. Our scripture lesson today tells us that one day we will have these life-affirming labels. We have already been branded as God's children, not by our choice or by our deeds, but because the God who made us also loves us and has declared it to be so. This branding has now changed our family identity label. No longer are we identified as English, German, and Slovenian. We are not Latino or African or Asian. We are family. We are brothers and sisters to those we know and love and to those we have never met. Our identity label, our surname, is now child of God. The labels that previously have defined us, united us, and divided us no longer matter. We are one people, defined not by bloodlines, but by a promise of salvation and sinlessness. What are you? What am I? We are, collectively, children of God. As such, it's our job to play together, to give and share with each other, to learn how to live in communion with each other and how to work together. But in doing so, we also assume the responsibility of holding each other accountable for our actions. You see, even with our new identity, we are not able to be good all of the time. No matter how much we want to be and how hard we try. It is a fact that we all sin. It is a daily curse because of our human condition. We turn our attention away from our Heavenly Father. 
We allow doubt to smother our faith. We give in to the temptation that in the moment seems so appealing and so right. We try to take control. We make mistakes. We routinely fail. Yet, at all of these times, we can return to the bosom of our godly family, regroup, and start over. What are we? We are children of God. We have been given the confidence that results from the unlimited love and grace offered to us by our Father. We have been given the confidence to pursue righteousness because we know that we are constantly being transformed by the power of our Holy Spirit. We are slowly and surely being made over to the truth of Christ-likeness. It is a truth that orients us to mercy and forgiveness because we are continuously experiencing the mercy and forgiveness from the one who is much greater than all of us. It is a truth that will eventually lead us to purity on that day when Jesus is revealed in all his glory. What are we? We are imperfect humans. Yet we are loved with a love that goes beyond everything we have known. A love that is tender and strong, reassuring and challenging, and nurturing and empowering. What are we? We are adopted and transformed by the Father who loves us and who has named us his offspring. He is reaching out to us with a strong yet gentle arm calling us to come to his embrace and experience a relationship with him. He welcomes us into his kingdom and affirms our status as children every time we come before him. What are we? We are sinners who cannot be in the presence of the pure and sinless Jesus Christ. Yet through grace we are forgiven and reconciled. And through grace, we are assured that we can join Jesus and be empowered in his presence. It should, therefore, be our privilege to honor him with the best of ourselves. And it should be our privilege to serve with him. What are we? We are children of God. Therefore, we must also be the hands and feet of his Son. It must be our duty and our honor to join Jesus in his compassion for our broken and fallen world. His passion for peace must be our passion. His warm and gentle embrace for the oppressed and marginalized and his tender mercy towards sinners must be our example for dignifying all human life. We must be the hope of those who are invisible to society, a friend to the down and out, and a voice of love and reconciliation for the bitter and disenfranchised. John wrote, See what love the Father has given us, 
that we should be called the children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves as he is pure. We are new creations in Jesus Christ, adopted into a new family with a new name and a new inheritance. What are we? We are people who can joyfully claim the labels of beloved, Christ-like, and children of God. We are being transformed through his grace and will be made pure on the day when Jesus returns to take us to his mansion in the sky. This is the good news for us today. Shout, sing, be joyful, and let the world know that we are beloved children who are growing with God so we can grow with others and grow in service to the world. Amen and amen.